Yeah, we're, we're capturing little candid moments right now, a little behind-the-scenes peek for the folks at home, or one of them. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Influential Times. As per usual, I'm here with my very lovely co-host Tom. Hi Rob. And we are going to be dissecting some of the biggest stories in social and influence from the last month. So first up, Tom has got a story about uh, a little company you might have heard of, a little niche called Facebook.com. Uh, yeah. What's the, quite, what's the goss? Quite a lot going on with Facebook. Obviously, they had an outage on the 4th of October, which obviously everyone knew about because no one could send any WhatsApps, which was, yeah, annoying, but also quite nice as well. Um, yeah, so they, the platform, well, three of their platforms, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, all went down for about six hours. And essentially, the issue was with a router which connects their data centers, which I don't know what that means, Jack. You know what that means? I sat and read an entire explainer article that said in detail uh, and that 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 detail went in and immediately left my head yeah, so exactly. also no so something happened with their data center it seemed like yeah. someone forgot to update something but yeah, yeah that was kind of the gist i got yeah and and the major problem was that all of their internal systems went down as well so they couldn't actually fix the problem either which isn't very helpful um but yeah the share their share price dropped by 4.9 percent and mark zuckerberg's wealth dropped by six billion so not that that matters too much for him. I'm sure he'll have made that back in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other big story which has come out is around Frances Haugen, I think you pronounce it, who is the whistleblower. She used to work at Facebook as a, um, a data engineer, and she's essentially leaked a load of public, uh, a load of internal documents from Facebook, which basically suggest that they are putting profit before user safety. Um, and it was basically suggesting that they were struggling to moderate content which promoted hate and sex trafficking outside of the US. So Zuckerberg's under a lot of pressure now because they're basically saying that he's really US-centric and he doesn't really care about anything outside of the US. And, yeah, they've also found out that um, only 13% of Facebook's misinformation moderation staff hours are focused on non-US countries, even though that makes up 90% of their... Mm. user base which is interesting yeah i wonder if part of that yeah i don't know i don't know sort of how the the content moderation um like how like platform usage in different countries might vary and i guess you can't really have any moderation on whatsapp because it's all encrypted end to end mm. even though that's in many ways their biggest platform in places like india or brazil a lot of the sort of content moderation issues have just been with forwarding mm. and so the levers they can pull are maybe um less specific um yeah yeah i think yeah for anyone who's been paying attention to, to facebook for the last four or five years really this is kind of broadly the mood music i think the interesting thing in in some senses is actually that they're pretty they seem pretty teflon and it seems like it doesn't affect usage maybe younger users yeah are not are not sort of taking up the platform but then I'm sure quite a lot of younger users are still using Facebook's other products. So how much of an issue is it? Yeah. If they can kind of keep integrating Instagram and WhatsApp into, uh, I know that they're, they're working on integrating the messaging infrastructure. Mm. Are they essentially going to keep people tied into that wider Facebook ecosystem and be okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely, there was a Guardian article this morning actually saying is the writing on the wall for Facebook as in the Facebook platform itself. 
obviously with younger users not really getting on board. Um, but like you say, obviously Instagram and, and WhatsApp probably more so. Are still, um, they're still wildly popular, aren't they? So yeah. hard to say. I think, yeah, we've we've seen the, the prediction of their demise for quite a while. They still seem to be doing okay for the minute, but... Um, Guess we can we can keep an eye on it. It seems to kind of this this story, this sort of whistleblower story, or some version of it, seems to do the rounds every mm. every few years, and we never quite see a sort of decisive shift. Um, but from one one sort of of the big tech companies to another, um, my first story is uh, well, it's actually around two of two of sort of Facebook's competitors in the in the big tech space, uh, Amazon and Google, rather. YouTube in this case, which is, which is obviously part of Google, uh, both kind of ramping up their efforts with with audio, uh, live and, and kind of social audio spaces. So YouTube have uh, hired someone to, to formally be in charge of podcasts. A lot of podcasts record a video version these days anyway. It's kind of relatively common practice, as, as you see before you now. Um, little, little meta moment there. Um, and then Amazon are sort of, it's a bit more like radio because I guess they've got their their set of products has the kind of the hardware in the Alexa product to actually play the radio in in people's homes. So they're sort of trying to set up something a little bit more like radio. But I suppose what it serves is the ongoing need for uh, for a sort of ambient sound mm-hmm. um, that the radio can sometimes play, that listen to a podcast can sometimes play. And I think you know I don't think I'm alone in in kind of sometimes just looking almost for um, just something to put on almost while I'm, while I'm kind of doing jobs around the house or something. So I don't know, as a, as a sort of podcaster in your spare time as well, do you record on YouTube? Do you ever? Yeah, we have done. You? Yeah, we okay. have done. It's quite good for sort of dissecting the podcast into different clips as well. Yeah. So just like taking the key bits and putting it out there. Yeah. Okay. Not maybe the whole stream, but some of the bits to promote it. It's, it's quite useful. Okay. Yeah. Cause you can sort of host the video on there and mm. yeah, social promotion. Yeah, so it seems like YouTube are, are kind of paying attention to, to people like that. Um, the Amazon one is, well, we'll we'll see it kind of, they're, they're having to put a lot of money initially up front, which obviously they can easily afford to do to kind of hire people to DJ segments and mm. um, and things like that. We'll see, I guess, yeah, they can, they can pipe it into people's houses via Alexa. I don't know how much people will enjoy their Alexa just suddenly <laughs> playing. Uh, a radio station they'd never heard of until the day before, but yeah, we'll find out. Like the time that U two album, U two album showed up on everyone's iTunes, completely unbidden. Uh, yeah, I guess all publicity is good publicity uh, in theory until everyone's yelling about how much they hate your album. Um, so, in, t- in terms of sort of uh, investing in in the creators, then my second story is on a similar note. Twitter are. Um, having having kind of, you know, lightly stolen the clubhouse idea with spaces and, and retooled it a little, they're now lightly stealing the clubhouse creator program. Um, they've kind of announced their own. It's uh, it's called the Spark program, but similarly, um, they're going to pick about 150 creators and try and sort of reward them. Uh, there'll be like a stipend and a little bit of a budget uh, to put towards ads to promote your spaces. You need 5,000 followers. Uh, you need to do two spaces a week. Uh, you have to be over eighteen. I think those are the those are the main rules. And there's probably there's a few other criteria, um, but yeah, it feels like the the heat really isn't coming out of the social audio 
space at all. Um, you know, mm. Clubhouse might be struggling, but it doesn't feel like it's slowing down at all. Uh, mm. I don't know about you. I still cannot say I've ever been on a Twitter space. At this no, point. not yet. I keep saying I will. Yeah. And they pop up quite nicely. I do see them, but I don't haven't yeah. dabbled in it yet. Yeah, so worth worth try. But I've heard good feedback from people who have mm. joined them, said they found the experience pretty good, um, that often in, in kind of Silicon Valley circles, it's it's popular and is maybe filling some of the space that Clubhouse is, is kind of maybe gradually vacating a little. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, they've, they've got all of the advantages on their side, Twitter, that or many advantages that Clubhouse struggled for. Mm. Um, things like discoverability. An interesting thing they, they sort of mentioned they were thinking about doing is pushing, basically bumping your uh, your space up and pushing it to more people mm. if you're going to be, uh, if you're part of their program. So that could be quite yeah. quite advantageous and can kind of help you grow your program as well as obviously two and a half grand a month. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't say no to that. Um, if anyone out there would like to give me two and a half grand a month, um, I've got uh, some very well thought out remarks about what the voting age should be. Um, does, uh, so your second story also, um, also relates to Twitter, right? We, yeah. Uh, yet another acquisition. Another acquisition, yeah. So British entrepreneur Nick D'Aloisio, who was actually the guy who sold uh, Summerly to Yahoo for $30 million when he was 17. Um, he's developed another app, uh, app this time. It's called The Sphere. It's basically a group chat app um, where, yeah, people can kind of be, well, strangers around the world can be brought together to discuss various different topics. Um, so, yeah, it's been sold for an undisclosed amount, so we don't know how much that is, but it all closed in November. And it's only got about 20 staff, but they would actually join Twitter um, to kind of integrate the um, these features into the, to the social network. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think the, the idea is behind this for Twitter, Jack? Yeah, Twitter is is sort of already uh, clearly making some efforts at like topic recognition and bringing people together based on sort of being interested in the same topic. They have that feature that, that kind of lets you follow a topic, which, yeah, has mixed success, but at least it's... It, you can see them sort of trying to coalesce a set of features around that idea that like you make it easier and easier to bring people together based on similar interests with spaces they can come together and chat about it with the main kind of functionality they can they can discover new people to follow and, and engage with um, and discoverability with podcasts is often one of the hardest things to crack is that sense of kind of how do you actually find podcasts and, and sort of make sensible podcast recommendations based on more than just people who listen to this also listen to this mm. and so kind of joining all of that up and getting smarter at joining people on topics could be a good one and you know ultimately I find no algorithm is as good at recommending a topic as a friend going, yeah. I think you would really like this. Yeah. Um, even if, yeah, often I fail to follow up on a podcast recommendation because <laughs> it's a very high sunk cost. It takes 45 minutes to find out if they're, if they're right. But yeah, could be, could be a sensible one. Also recommend to everyone at home, check out the, uh, check out the article for a really, really diabolical sort of late noughties haircut. Uh, worse than this much worse than this uh when from from the original interview with mr mr nick back in uh back when he was 17 years old yeah uh so that is that is it there will be another bonus story 
in the email about uh, someone has come up with an app for uh, mentorship, sort of trying to trying to scale the idea of finding a finding a mentor online, which I think is worth the read. Um, but otherwise, we will see you all again in a month's time. So it's bye from me and bye from Tom. Cheers, everyone.